yeah. the first six seconds. This is stupid banter. Yes. Definitely. Did I tell you that this mic, it just sounds so good. <laughs> That's good. I love it. It's, it's like hilarious. set up perfectly in the middle. I know. It's so silly. Yeah. Note for those, if this is put in there, we have just a pair of headphones set up right here. It's literally a pair of headphones just like sitting on the And we're just table. talking to it. Anyway, welcome back to the Fairy Conclave, our faithful followers. Yes, this is episode six, I believe. Wow. Oh my god. We made it to two hands. We, yeah, exactly. We made it. Um, and for this episode, we're going to do something a little different. It's going to be kind of experimental, so we'll see how things go. Um, it'll be kind of like a mini-sode, I anticipate. I don't know how many tangents we'll go off on, but um, we're shooting for kind of a mini-episode today. Yeah. And basically, the plan is we're going to head to our favorite website, edhrec.com. EDH and we're going to hit up in the top right corner. They have a, a very random feature, I would call. Yes. Where you click it, and it just gives you a random legendary creature from throughout all of Magic's history. And... Um, basically, so we haven't done any, like, we usually prepare for episodes in some way. There's been no way. preparation, we haven't done anything, we're just going to hit that button. So we're going to hit that button, and we're going to give you our thoughts on what kinds of cards um, we think would go into this deck, and we're kind of going to basically do, like, a quick brew like a mini session. deck yeah. tech brewing. We're going to brainstorm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really hope we get something interesting, because if we get something boring, we're really going to have to, like, stretch our brains yeah. to come up with something spicy. Yes. Um, but I think it'll be a lot of fun, and then at the end we'll maybe have like kind of a the base of a solid deck list that I think yeah. would be cool. Um, and yeah, so like there are especially older legendary creatures before Commander was even a thing. Some of them are so terrible, and, and that's what makes them so fun. Others <laughs> are so broken. I really yeah. So it's gonna be kind of interesting, I guess, to set some ground rules for this. Um, if a commander pops up that one of us or somebody in our playgroup has built, or, like, or a commander that... That we're familiar is, with. Yeah, that we're familiar with, then we'll have to kind of confess, I think, and do it again, because yeah. that would just be too easy, and I want this to be weird Like a fun experience, yeah. Currently yeah. up, we have Morinfen, which I've never... Heard. We're not going to do this one, but, like, I think it'd be fun to get something like this. This is our like, test. This is our test. It's, like, just some random creature that like, I've never even seen before. So hopefully we get something janky or fun like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Is there any? Is there anything else that we need to start with? To follow up on our... Follow up? <gasps> You're right! So, I will go first. My last week's uh, goal was to have a commander game where I would deviously steal all of my opponent's commanders and have them under my control at the same time. Yep. I failed. <laughs> I, did, I, I, didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> So, uh, very evil of me. I will never try and attempt this again, but I <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to try and do it with my Derevi deck and just steal everything with uh, Wheelbender, but it didn't happen. Oh, man. Which is okay. I'm a good person, I promise. You're a good person down deep down in there. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what mine was? It was Captain Sisse. Oh, you wanted to... Uh, Sisse Weatherlight Captain. <clears throat> you can pull it up right now. Let's pull it up. Maybe we'll cut this part, but maybe not. We well, can always. We want you guys to have awkward silences, so you can input your comments as well. We yeah, want to know what you guys are thinking. You're driving and listening to this, and you're you're talking about uh, the responses to us, like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need these funny moments. Where is the card? Okay, over there so behind the mountain. Oh, um, your resolution from last week was. It's been years. Dun dun dun! dun. Oh, it's loading. I just scrolled past it. 
to stop Jerem. Just kidding. To exile something with unsafe Killer of Kings. Oh yes, that card I love. Yeah, the scythe um, card. Yeah. So unfortunately, I was not able to um, cast unsafe Killer of Kings. <laughs> I think I had it in my opening hand um, for like the first draw when I played last week, but I had like it has very specific mana requirements, and I only had two lands. I think. And nothing to kind of ramp for, so I had to mulligan, and then I never saw it. Was this a game where you hard cast progenitus turn four? Yep, I was just about to say. So that game, to note, I <laughs> um, I had a pretty wild series of draws where yes. I I basically played a, a Fabro Elder on turn three, which adds mana of each color of uh, permanence you control. I think it's permanence. It might be creatures. Nice permanence. And. So then right after that, I was able to play um, Joyra, Weatherlight Captain, and uh, and um, shoot, what's the five-color person that lets you cast? Joda. Joda, yes. So I was able to cast those using Favor Elder, um, and then Joda on turn five, I was able to cast Progenitus for Wooberg out of my hand. And I still was the first person out of that game, but rightly so probably because I hard cast Progenitus <laughs> on turn five. I guess Public not enemy number hard one hard cast, but um, I was able to cheat it out, and it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Pretty epic, I would say. I would say so as well. Okay, I think without time further ado, we might as well jump right into this. Let's spin the wheel. Okay. So would you like the honor, or would you like me to? I think you should go for it. Okay. So Jerem's hovering the cursor over the randomize button on our favorite website, idiotrick.com. Please go support them in any way you can. They have a Patreon. Um, and, and clicking it now. Now. Loading. Loading. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Oh, me too. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so we got wow. Avacyn, Angel of Hope, which is actually a pretty... Yeah. It's a pretty common um, card, like, in the 99. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen this as a commander. Have you? I... I think I think I've I've scrolled past deck text, but every time I see a deck with this as a commander, I'm like, eh, 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe we, maybe we should... <laughs> this will be interesting. Maybe okay. we should tackle this, because I, I think, you know... The gods of Theros have yeah, deemed us <laughs> worthy. Okay, so... Let's, let's read the card. Let's, let's read it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's Avacyn, Angel of Hope. It costs five white, white, white. So I think that's going to be the rough part for the rest. It's going to be white. getting up to eight mana with mono white. It's a legendary creature, Angel. It's an 8-8 eight, eight with flying, vigilance, and indestructible. And it says other permanents you control have indestructible. So wow. right off the bat, my first thoughts are... You don't have to worry too much about this getting removed after you get finally get eight mana, because it has indestructible. Um, there's still, yeah. of course, board wipes and exile effects and sacrifice effects that will get you, but for the most part, that's like a pretty solid percentage of the removal yeah. that people have. So that's at least a good thing. If you're usually, um, it's kind of best to avoid commanders that are above like six. Because it gets really, especially in mono white, where there's hardly any yeah, decent ramp. It's but. hard, yeah, it's hard to get there, and then if it dies once, you're kind of, like, if it gets countered or something, you're kind of out of luck yeah. for a while. Um, okay, so that's the first thing I'm thinking. The other thing I'm thinking is if we can get some really spicy permanents um, out on the battlefield that, with indestructible, become even more... Crazy. Uh, yeah, they become unstoppable in some way. Yeah. Um, okay, so if I wanted to build this commander, uh, the first thing I would do is kind of like lay the foundation of this house, which 
Um, We've talked about this. We have talked, we have about, talked about this. Episode bit. one, reference back. Beautiful. <laughs> so the first thing, which actually is kind of perfect for this, is the mana base. <clears throat> and mana bases can get pretty complicated, but since this one is mono white, mono white, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. You can basically just start with, since you have an eight. Uh, mana cost commander, I'd probably just start with 38 lands. Yeah, 38, I was thinking. 38 to 40, I mean... Even, yeah. Yeah, yeah 38 probably at the least. Um, and they're going to be mostly planes. Mm -hmm. Can you think of um, some utility lands or lands that kind of can get you... There is that land advantage? that it's like, uh, when it enters tapped, but if you control three planes, you can put a card from your graveyard ooh, on the bottom ooh, of your library. Ooh, you know yes. Um, little utility there. Oh man, we're gonna get some minus points for not minus points for not names. knowing. Um, yeah, there's one I'm thinking of is the castle from Castle of Ardenvale. Ardenvale, yes, Castle Ardenvale, yeah. which um, basically will so it enters tapped unless you control a planes, which you definitely will. So, uh, so yeah, and then it also has an activated ability to give you one one soldiers. I think so. That's just yeah. like. There, like White has, uh, usually the lands that White has do some kind of like token thing. Yeah, so it's pay four tap, create a one one White human creature token. Perfect. Yeah, so I'd put that in there. Um, there was a Ameria, the Sky Ruin. Oh yeah, that's a classic. It's enters tapped, and if at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control seven or more <clears> planes, <throat> you may return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, that's a very strong one. White's pretty solid at. Um, the recursion aspect. And of course the hideaway land for white with the wind brisk heights. So you enters and then you can hide away a card. And then you can play that card. If it's it's exiled underneath it. If you attacked with three or more creatures this turn. Okay. So So I guess it depends on how we build it, you know. So Yeah. And I kind of like how monocolored decks are like they make it so easy for you to put in a lot of utility lands like this. Yeah. Because if this deck was two or three or more colors I, I basically only, in my decks, only allow, like, three at most lands that don't, like, give you at least yeah. two colors. Just because it sucks to have, like, <clears throat> a, like, a rogue's passage out. And you're just like, oh, this does nothing. And you need, like, your second or third color, and you're just like, <sighs> this is stress. But for a monocolor deck, if you have, like, if you have three planes out, then, not like, basically you can cast all the cards in your deck with that have the white, uh, the white mana symbols. And then that gives you a lot of free range to put in yeah. utility lands. Like, I feel like you could safely put in, like, ten utility lands in a mono. Yeah, like, one that, I mean, specifically comes to mind is, you know, Temple of the False God, which, you know, if we're, I think that's the one that enters, I mean, enters untapped, but it only taps for two unless you have five or more lands. Yeah, so you, you have to have five or more lands, and then it taps for two <clears> colorless. Um, that one is a little rough in mono-white, though, because if you get stuck with four lands in that, oh, that would suck. Does it count? Um, I think it counts itself. Because if you have that out with four other... True. But either either way... It, if you get stuck... Like I have been before. stuck with that one, but like late game, it is nice to have that extra little boost. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of leeway <clears throat> here for mono-white decks, um, like this one specifically, to, um, to allow for a lot of utility abilities. And it also has... So your commanders, all other permanents you control... Have indestructible. So I just had a really evil thought, which is your Armageddon. Yep, which is your oh. lands have indestructible. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that we. I I don't think I want to scroll down the EDH rec page until um, until we kind of run out. Yeah, of we ideas. haven't scrolled down yet. We're yeah. uh... so we we haven't looked at. We're just we're just thinking out loud at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't know if other people are doing this because that is 
seems kind of rough, but definitely like yeah. land, if you can target people's lands um, with mass land wipes, then yours will be fine. Um, so that's one thing to look into. I feel also want to know that Angel Avicen Angel of Hope has a little bit of a salt score, you know. So she's a little, oh, you know, point oh three, which is fine. I mean, I could see that being because of land right, destruction. Right. Like I would definitely, if I sat down with the player who was playing Avicen, I wouldn't just immediately refuse to play. Like I think it'd still be yeah. fun, you know. But like if someone Armageddon me while Avicen Angel of Hope was that, I might just concede, you know, because it's really, yeah. it's really hard to. You, you just don't want to start over <clears throat> when you could just concede and start a new game right? From that, from that same point. Yeah, so I think... <coughs> sorry, there's a frog in my throat. Um, so I think for mass land destruction abilities like that, um, I would only want to use them if you can win reliably in the next turn or two. So, I mean, having an 8-8 indestructible flyer definitely helps with that. So if you're like a couple attacks away from winning the game, or your board state is good enough that if you mass land destroy, you'll be able to win in the next couple of turns, I say go for it. But if you're just like a Get little bit ahead, the game. yeah, especially if you're behind. So it's kind of like a win more strategy because if you're behind and you mass land destroy, just to like Ugh. set people back so you can catch up, it just kind of feels like such a like a slog. Like at a, that point. it's a scummy thing to do, kind of. You know, like I don't know. Like it's totally within the rules of um, commander. And if it happened to me, I would probably continue to play it out depending on the board state. But it's just like, it would you if you're behind, would you rather like restart fresh with a new game or kind of like set it back? I don't know. It depends on the context. Um, but I'd be wary the about the situation with, yeah. um, for things like that. But that is one thing that you could do. So another on the topic of evil cards, one thought that one card that came to mind that what might be good in this deck. I mean, honestly, kind of hated out for the same reason. It's not as efficient as Armageddon, but it's World Slayer. It's in a oh. artifact equipment that says whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, destroy all permanents other than World Slayer. Except of course all of your permanents. Except of course all of your stuff. And so, wow. I mean, yeah, I could see that being. Very hard to stop. So it's kind of like a I win sort of thing. Definitely. I mean, but uh, yeah, but there are, there is also the fact that you're in mono white. You presumably, if you were able to get to eight mana to cast Avacyn, and then had another five plus five to cast World Slayer and then equip it, you at that point you probably worked hard enough that people and also this yeah. like. You cast World Slayer, you still have to equip it, so people have some time to respond there. Right, it's not like an instant. Yeah, exactly. So I would be, yeah, like, pretty condition. fine losing this way, um, I think, because you, the person who did it presumably probably had to work pretty hard for it. If they kind of did this in some kind of way where they A total cheated. of 18 mana to get yeah. it up, you know, online. Of but. course, if they cheated in a way, then I'd be a little bit like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that. But, um, yeah, if you hard cast all this stuff, it's pretty like presented what your threat is, so I don't I don't see too much evil behind that, yeah. too much salt. So I guess we've we've kind of laid out some of the. I mean, obviously you go the land destruction, like just destroy everything, you know, and of course protect yourself with Abyssin. So I think yeah. those are our. I mean, the other big white wind conditions I'm thinking of are like approach mm. of the second sun, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that would fit in here necessarily because I mean, I don't know. I guess there's not a whole lot you can do in white. I mean, I guess you could kind of go tokens yeah. on this thing or and. But Avacyn does kind of attacks. lend herself to tokens. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Angel Tribal was a solid one. Yeah. Um, just because Avacyn's like <clears throat> the queen angel of angels on yeah. Innistrad. So there's a lore perspective there. Um, 
Although if I were gonna, if I were planning that, I would rather have the slightly smaller Avacyn that also has red in its color identity. Have a bit more flexibility but there. We are limited to this commander. Um, EDH Rex gods have spoken. Yeah, and so I think we can talk a little bit more to the mono-white aspect, which I've tried to do a few times. Um, so we talked about lands. If we move on to, I think, maybe the next most important aspect of a commander deck, which is the ramp. Mm. Um, this is where white tends to struggle, but in the past we've gotten a few cards that are pretty good. So like... Um, What's the evil enchantment? Smothering Tithe. Smothering Tithe, thank you. Yeah. So Smothering Tithe definitely would be in here. That makes up for a lot of White's weaknesses. Um, There's, of course, all the, you know, artifact solutions, you know, Soul yep. Ring. And actually, know. now that I think about it, a lot of the times the downside of playing all mana rocks as your ramp mm -hmm. is that they're, they're like easily removed by artifact destruction. Mm -hmm. But Avacyn kind of protects you from that. Yeah, that is Although, true. Although, if they get removed before you can cast Avacyn, that's pretty... Kind of out of luck. That's Yeah, that's very rough for you. But I do think um, after Avacyn's out, then you'll be safe and you can kind of continue to cast spells. So some of the mana rocks, I think, like you can even put Arcane Signet in here because it's a two mana white right. um, mana rock. Basically, all the one and two mana rocks that get you lands. Um, it's like Hedron Archive. Yeah. Draw some cards on it. And I, I will say, I'll do a quick plug for the Command Zone here, because I watched their uh, ramp, like, what is ramp episode. Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about, um, like, specific <clears throat> weird edge cases of cards, whether they're ramp or not. Um, and, like, the definition of ramp that I really like, that they kind of laid out, is purely does it get you more mana than you would have if you just played one land per turn. Mm -hmm. um, so I've I had a lot of decks that included uh, Traveler's Amulet, which is one oh, mana yeah. to search for land. Uh, well, it's one mana to cast, and then one mana sacrifice it. You search for land and put it into your hand. Because that, that's not ramp. So, that's just, yeah, it's that's helping not you. Ramp. Oh yeah, it's it's technically fixing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think for monocolored decks, especially mono white, you want to avoid cards like that at all costs because mm -hmm. you're. You're trying to keep up with the green decks by getting more mana per turn. So play, um, and like Expedition Map is another one that puts it into your hand. Right, right. Um, so you want to play like Wayfarer's Bobble, go straight to the battlefield, um, and things like that. Look out, so like Burnished Heart that puts cards straight Classic, onto the battlefield. Yeah. yeah, things like that you want to look out for. <clears throat> um, and then, yeah, feel free. I feel like with this deck, I would probably play a whole bunch of two and three mana Mana rocks. I would even be tempted to play, although I don't have any in my decks right now, but I'd be tempted to play like um, Thran Dynamo because that boosts you from, since you're trying to get to eight mana as fast yeah. as possible, that boosts you from four to seven. Um, and then you could play bigger mana rocks like uh, Dreamstone Archive, I think. Dreamstone Hedron, I think. Is it, is it Hedron or? It's like it's where you can destroy it to draw. Two or three cards? Yeah, so there's one that's four mana and gives yeah. you two mana, and then there's one that's six mana and gives you three. I'm not sure which one's which, but you could put both of those in yeah, there. I feel like definitely. those are totally solid. I mean, because you're hitting those, you know, you're going to need something. I mean, obviously, right. you want like a turn one, turn two, turn three play. You want to be able to have a good mana curve. At yeah. Least. Yeah, but I'd be totally fine, like, spending six mana to get up to my commander's casting cost. Um, another one is that I am a fan <clears throat> of is Warren Power Stone, which is basically yep. like the super fixed Soul Ring. I'd be fine playing that here. Mind um, Stone. Yeah, so I think mini Hedron Archive. Yep, I love it. So I think actually with all of this, all of these rocks and stuff, I think you'd be probably pretty fine. Because if we're ramp. running like 38 lands, 
I think you'd be Yeah, so you, you should have enough lands to get up to like five, four or five pretty comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, so actually that's that's not too bad. Um, and the next one, which will be very easy to talk about, is removal. Yeah. And white is, white is basically at the top. Well, actually there's an argument to be said for blue, but white is up there for best um, single, both single target and mass removal. It's probably yeah. the best at mass removal. Um, yeah, so I'd probably do, like... Path to Exile. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean more into the mass removal, the Wraths, mm -hmm. just because all of your stuff will be indestructible when Avacyn is out. Um, so you can pretty safely play Wrath of God. Day of um, Judgment. Yeah, and some of the recent ones, which I really am a fan of, are... Um, there's a five-mana one from one of the... Oh god, one of the core sets that's it's either destroy all creatures or destroy all artifacts mm. and enchantments, I think. I'm blanking on the name. But um, there are a lot of there are a lot of There's that mass calcify, another one's years. a good one. Oh yeah, mass calcify definitely goes in here. Ooh, I see it. Um mm. cleansing nova. Clean oh yeah. Yes. I really like cleansing nova. I really like austere command. Um, the one from Hour of Devastation is really good. It's uh, hour of Revelation, I think. Yeah. And it, it only costs three mana if there's like a certain number of permanents on the battlefield. Yeah. I really like that one. <clears throat> um, Fumigate is a solid choice. Yeah, and these are all like pretty cheap cards too. Like you don't have to get Wrath of God. I think it's that even is like six dollars. But most of these board wipes are around two to right two to three dollars. And I think since this deck is gonna have a pretty high mana curve anyway because of the commander, you can pretty safely play like the five and six mana. Right. Wraths. Another one that I really like is uh, Marshall Coup, which is uh, Ooh, yeah, like X, white, white, and then if X is five or more, destroy all creatures. So then you destroy everything, and then you have a bunch of 1-1s one at the end yeah, of Yeah, and that actually plays in perfectly with like the ramp kind of thing that we're going for. Yeah. So I'd, I'd actually probably lean into that pretty heavily, is trying to look for some white X spells that can scale with the game. Um, because we're going to have I'd probably just throw in, like, 16 mana rocks or something like that. Yeah, like, a pretty a, high number. A ton of them. And have this be, like, kind of a white ramp deck where all of your win conditions are giant giant spells. I think that would be pretty fun, actually. Yeah, because if you look at it, like by the you're not going to be winning this with this deck early on. It's a late-game deck. Yeah. And so even if it's turn 4 or 5 and you're still just playing mana rocks, you're not much of a threat. You don't have a big target on your head I mean, until you yeah. have Avacyn out. So those are still good plays to get yeah. those rocks out and then... You'll basically, I mean, I'd assume once you cast Avacyn, the next turn you might be close to winning with some you of the stuff probably, we were talking about. Yeah. So that actually brings up something that um, I've experienced in commander games is with expensive commanders, it's projected to all of your opponents that you are building up your mana so that you can cast your giant commander. Mm -hmm. um, and so the blue player is probably just going to keep two mana up on the turn you are about to cast it for a counterspell. Mm -hmm. So this actually makes me think um, of the very limited selection of white counterspells or cards that can protect your your commander, Avacyn. And so the one, yeah, this one's my favorite, Rebuff yeah. the Wicked. It's one and a white, I think, for an instant. It's just a white. It's just one white? Yeah. Woo! It's counter-target spell that targets a permanent you control. So you can hold up an extra mana for that. Mm -hmm. um, Lapse of Certainty is another one, and is it Mana Tithe? I 
I see yeah. it in our quick search. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mana Tide is also one mana. Counter target spell unless its controller pays one generic. Or Lapse of Certainty is two and a white. So this actually, um, it's probably good to have, but you'll have to keep up a lot of mana. Yeah. Um, in order to cast your commander and have this. But it's counter target spell. If that spell is countered this way, put it on top of its owner's library instead of into that player's graveyard. Yeah, so I think playing this deck you'll want to keep in your mind. Um, especially if you're playing against a blue player. Like Especially if you're playing against a blue. If absolutely gets countered, that sets you back you know, very heavily. A lot. Yeah, because you're basically probably tapping out your whole turn to cast this. Um, what is Dawn Charm? I've, I've seen Dawn Charm before, but I don't know if that... Uh, counter target spell that targets you. Okay, so not quite protection. Yeah, um, yeah so I think having a lot of these uh, like white counter spells is a really good idea. Just as a backup for when you want to... Yeah, you can essentially rely on having your board state pretty safe after you've got, gotten Avacyn out, so mm -hmm. the trick is getting there. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'd lean more into the... Going back to the removal, I'd lean more into the board wipes and just put a bunch of those in there. Yeah. Um, and then some of my favorite white um, removal spells as of late are... I really like... Um, I think it's Generous Gift. Oh, it's basically yeah. Beast Within, but in yeah. white. I really like Generous Gift. There's Oblation. Oblation's good. Um, yeah, and then there's Swords to Plowshares and Path, Path to Exile. Kind of classics. Your... Uh, yeah, I so think then there's that's the... probably all you would need is like four to six single-target yeah. removal spells. I would definitely put in a... What's the one that just... It's the four-drop that... Oh, that destroys artifacts. exiles and artifacts. Yeah, and, and if you do it during your main phase, you can do another uh, one. Uh, it is... Testing our knowledge. I know, for real. Especially with white, which is probably my least played color. It's a good thing we're doing this. Um, It's like dust. Return to dust. Return to dust, yes. Thank you. Ooh, so there is an, another kind of version of this. <clears throat> um, Crush Contraband, I think, also exiles. Yeah, same thing. That one, yeah, that one's pretty good. A pretty good white removal spell. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like more recent cards just because they have a lower price tag. Cause yeah. That's just better for everybody. Um, a Disenchant is an instant classic. that's a classic. I like that one a lot. Um, I'd, yeah, I have no problem putting a Disenchant in my deck. Considering it, all of the scary artifacts and equipments in our meta right now. Yeah, I mean, there's even really cheap stuff like, you know, Fragmentize. You know, just definitely budget yeah. options as well, you know. if. You know, there's definitely a few ways you could, you know, play this deck. You're looking at some of this removal, you're thinking, I could put in some cheap removal like this to kind of just disrupt people, you know, kind of in the mid-game. Or you could, you know, input a pre creature there and then, you know, play that creature to protect yourself. So, you know, it kind of depends on how you want to build it. If you just want to sit back and disrupt other players' games or actively put some creatures out, attack. Yeah, this so, could be a uh, pretty good commander for going either one of those directions, yeah. which I, I like. Yeah, so... That makes me think, um, for me personally, I wouldn't go the land destruction route, but I would look for board wipes that specifically destroy all non-land permanents. Mm -hmm. So that way your board wipes can get rid of your opponents, not just their creatures, but also their artifacts and equipment. Right. Um, and enchantments. Just and clear the field. Stuff. Yeah, so i definitely lean into those. Um, yeah, so I, I, I feel like the removal is probably the strongest part of White's arsenal, especially in this commander's case. So use that to your advantage if you have this deck or if you've decided to build a mono-white deck. Um, and so the next pillar, which is the last one before you kind of open-ended, is, uh, is card draw, which... <laughs> which I, I'm trying to even Ooh. think right now of a good, you know, some good white card draw. Yeah, so card draw is... 
definitely where white has the most of its struggles. And yeah, I like I can't even I for the last like couple minutes I was trying to think of something. I know to I definitely there's a reason this. I wanted to do it last too. I mean it's Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't even I don't even know. Does if anyone out there has has favorite um, white card draw white card draw spells? I mean, let we, us know. A lot of the mana rocks that we mentioned are um like Mindstone, the art the yeah. archives, like they will draw you cards, but it's not a reliable source of card draw, yeah. which is that makes me think tough. of um, colorless stuff that mm -hmm. lets you draw cards. So yeah. I know there are a bunch of artifacts that kind of let every player draw cards, which I personally try to tend to avoid at all costs. Yeah, they like Horn of Greed, I think is one. It's just yeah. I, so if you're able to use that to your advantage, go for it. Um, and if you like giving people cards because it's a nice thing to do, mm -hmm. definitely. But um, in our meta, we're like we kind of have this thing where um, people draw a lot of cards, and usually the person who just draws the most cards Can, has gonna win so much, has too much power. Yeah. Um, so by the time they've drawn cards, it's basically too late. So I, I tend to avoid like Horn of Greed effects. Um, some things that are popping up in this quick and desperate search are Endless Atlas is one that I really like for this deck. Actually, this is perfect. So it's a two-mana artifact, two tap, and draw a card. Activate this ability only if you control three or more lands with the same name, which you definitely in will. a mono light. Yeah, deck. so that definitely that. goes in there. Um, and these these card draw options are kind of bad, but like if they're artifacts, they're protected by Absin for one thing. Um, they look bad, so they won't be targeted mm -hmm. by other people, and they'll just like generate a lot of advantage over time, which you want to kind of survive over time with this deck anyway. So I could see playing a lot of these um, like more expensive effects. So one of my favorite that I actually have in a couple decks is the Immortal Sun because Ooh, yeah. it, it it's kind of a huge threat because it not only gives you card draw, but it buffs your creatures and shuts off all Planeswalkers and ramps you in a weird way because your spells cost one less to cast. And so it demands yeah. a presence on the board. And so people are going to look to remove it. And if you have Abyssin out, you're basically preventing it from being destroyed. I mean, unless it gets exiled, but... Yeah. Um, so that's a very powerful artifact that you yeah, can cast and protect. The Immortal Sun is honestly perfect for this deck because it protects itself <laughs> and it ramps you to Abyssin. Um, yeah, I really like that card in this deck. I think uh, a couple other things that are popping up are Seer's Sundial. I have this... Um, I've used this before. I know I have a copy of it, but I don't have it in any decks right now because it's very, very slow. But it's a four mana artifact with landfall. So whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you can pay two and draw a card. Um, so just look for effects like this where you can kind of like incrementally draw cards off of other things. Well, in early, well, not early, but mid game, you know, you get this off, you know, turn three, maybe turn four, and then you have probably two like maybe one or two turns before you're going to cast Abyssin, and that'll you know you can play a land pay to draw a card you can and kind so, of keep your hand full while you're exactly while you're building up exactly yeah definitely think of it in that way um board the weatherlight is that reveals a historic card so yeah we have a lot of artifacts in here so you yeah know. you can maybe lean into the artifact side of things um a little bit for this deck I know a lot of mono white cards care about artifacts. Yeah, so the the card draw is a real struggle, and you're you're really gonna have to. There are a lot of lands that um, you can like pay two or three to draw cards off of. 
Um, so look for things like that, because you'd need at least like eight cards that have this kind of effect in your deck. Hopefully around ten. Oh, there's that um, Alms Collector. That's, oh. that's a creature. Whenever an opponent would draw a card other than their first card, you can you draw a card as one. well. Yeah, like they draw one and you draw one also. Exactly, like yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So there are some options. None of them are good, <laughs> but you kind of have to work with what you can. And that's, I think, one of the things I really like about making monocolored decks. Um, Julian would disagree with me heartily. <laughs> he, loves, he loves his multicolor. But I really like the the inherent challenges of, that come with it. They come with it. Yeah, that's why um, I'm I'm currently kind of working <clears throat> on building one of each monocolored deck, and I'm definitely <clears throat> saving white for last because yeah. it's, it's rough. So I'm glad we're kind of diving right into it. But yeah, yeah. right now I have a mono black and a mono green deck, um, and I'm working on a blue one right now. But I I really do like how you have to work pretty hard to kind of shore up the weaknesses of a certain color, especially in Commander. Right. Because um, there are some colors that have essentially no weaknesses in Commander, like green. green? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that one was very easy. Um, but yeah, so I think look for those effects. Don't feel bad when you're paying two mana to draw a card off of these really bad artifacts. In I white, that's good value. I, yeah, I think in white, that's the best you can get, and so you'll take what you can get. Um, yeah, so I think moving on, we've covered the essential Pillars. basics of the deck and talked about how Avacyn can actually like do pretty well and protect you in those areas. Um, and so usually I find there's about like 30-ish, 25 to 32 slots left in the deck for basically yeah. whatever you want. So some of the ways um, that I, I would look for some inspiration in this deck, probably in the EDH rec page, I don't know if we'll do that quite yet. But um, I think I think having a kind of rampy deck where you just put in, I'm sure a lot of the big uh, angels are like this. Just look, honestly, I'd go to Scryfall and I'd do cards, um, I'd do creatures in white, like a, a white color identity that um, are greater than like seven mana and try to ramp to these things. Yeah, so good point. You bring up the yeah. um, Eldrazi, so you could throw in some of the Eldrazi Titans and some of the more <clears throat> expensive Eldrazi's. Colorless um, monstrosities. Yep, and you've got Bruna the Fading Light and Gisela the Broken Blade, which are two really cool angels that meld together into one giant Eldrazi. Angel um, horror. Angel, something? yeah. El Eldrazi angel. Eldrazi angel. They didn't have enough room for horror, but holy shit, that is That horrifying. is very horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would to be totally... Like, I look forward to putting some big Eldrazi in this deck and kind of ramping my way up to them. Um, yeah. And then, of course, keeping up the, like, the protection spells that you have to try to protect them. Because um, white is pretty resilient, and if you can drop a, a big, like, 10-drop and then wipe the board, except, of course, of your permanence, then, like, winning is pretty straightforward after you that. Go, you just go straight to combat yeah. and just swing for face. That's one thing that this deck will have plenty of is win conditions, I think, mm -hmm. because some decks, especially the ones that I have, are like, they focus on the value aspect and less on the win condition part. Um, you kind of so, look for the win yeah. in its own way through the game, but this deck, it's kind of, you know, you're yeah. put something huge out and then just beat everybody down. Yeah, and I really like that. Like, I'm tempted, the more we talk mm -hmm. about it, the more I kind of like this idea. Did of, we like, just find weird, your mono-white commander? A weird white <laughs> ramp deck. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, so... One thing to keep in mind is um, there are a lot of commanders that are kind of the same as other commanders, but just like a little bit better. 
Yeah. So if you're playing one commander, people are like, why aren't you just playing this other one that's a little bit better? But I think there's something to be said about um, finding something, like if it's the art you like, or if it's a specific uh, like keyword that the thing has that you like, um, then sticking with that, because I don't feel like everyone should just be playing you know, like, the Muldrothas, if you're trying to play, like, a Sultai commander. Right. Just because it's so inherently powerful, um, you want the jank, you know? Yeah. The jank is important. The jank factor. You want to be spicy. Avacyn, Angel of Hope, is pretty spicy. And salty. <laughs> and salty. But Yeah, so I, I kind of like this idea, but honestly, for the last section of the deck, you can do a lot of stuff. You can do, um, you can throw some equipments in there. Uh, you can do a lot of things that um, are kind of like tribal elements if you're leaning into the angels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of things you can do. Some of the things White is really good at is uh, life gain. So you can kind of play into some life gain synergies. To help protect. You give you a squishy life total while you're squishy life building up to Abyssin. Yeah, things like that. Um, yeah, so I think, wow, we've gone over time a little bit. But if you want to scroll down the EDH rec page and we can see what other people Yeah, let's just do a quick scroll, see what... Uh, how close we got. Um, okay, so we've got some life gain stuff going on here. You can see the high, high synergy. Yep. High synergy. All right, Armageddon. Lyra right Dawnbringer. We didn't even think of that oh, one. Oh, yes. That's, yeah, that's perfect. We kind of talked about it with the angel theme, but... So that's kind of interesting because if you're putting Lyra Dawnbringer in this deck, you presumably have a lot of angels. Yeah. In which case, would you maybe just switch so that Lyra I, is your commander? I might. If we do it... <sighs> You did an angel thing. Just make her the. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're really going heavy into the angel tribal, you probably just play Alira. Yeah, a and then have Avison in there as a spicy, you know. Yeah, as a yeah, as a, exactly. Um, Oops. I like Sephara Skies Blade, so you can That'd be cool you can do like one. flying tribal. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I like that idea, and that kind of goes into the big creatures, so you can look for giant like game ending creatures that have flying and do like a flying tribal type of thing. Smothering Tide, the top card. Yeah, Not tide. surprised. Ooh, I can't believe I forgot about the medallion. The but Pearl medallion. Yeah, yeah, Pearl medallion is really important for this deck. White spells you cast cost one less to cast. <sighs> Cage Sun. I can't believe we missed that. Oh yeah, Cage that. Sun. Of course. Next, we'll get it next time. Yeah, we'll get it next time. <laughs> we are. This is our first time. First time. And I am not. Land tax. That Land tax is, is solid. Huge. And I noticed uh, Emiria Shepherd. I really like that card. Oh yeah. Um, it returns non-land permanents back. To uh, to the battlefield from your graveyard. Yeah, because you're playing. We're playing nothing but planes here. It's true. Yeah. So I feel like the EDH rec page kind of goes along with a lot of the things we said. They're pretty desperate for the card draw, but um, yeah, there are a lot of huge creatures here. Yeah. Um, a lot of angels. A lot of, of angels. big angels. Yeah. So I can see the angel tribal, but honestly, if you're playing, if you're playing this as your commander Avacyn, then I would just pick big creatures without leaning on the angel tribal right although a lot of the angels are just so powerful you put them in anyway um elish norn ooh, yikes that's a good one so yeah i mean looking at it looks like what we did was definitely different from an angel tribal i think we just did a yeah ramp and big white stuff sort yeah. of deck which yeah that's how which that's i think how would i would great. personally yeah. take the deck yeah um yeah Ooh, if you scroll down that hushbringer reminded me of um, white is really good at stopping other people from doing things. Mm. So especially stacks in there kind almost. of in the early early game, if you want to kind of like supplement mm. your ramp package with uh, kind of slowing your opponent's ramp down, um, you can put things like 
like that in the deck. So Hushbringer is a creature that says creatures entering the battlefield or dying don't cause abilities to trigger. So you can look at your deck and if you don't have a lot of enters the battlefield effects, um, which Avacyn herself doesn't, so it yeah. kind of points to that, then you can put this in your deck and kind of stop your opponents from doing, from a lot doing of their stuff. like creature ramping and all that kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. So I really like that idea. Ooh, there's generous gift. Um, yeah, so I like a lot of the stuff that's on this page. Um, I disagree with the uh, angel tribal. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> because everything's... It's just... Yeah. Although, like I said before, if you have an Avacyn deck that's angel tribal, it's probably because you love the card Avacyn and you just like want it to be the all-powerful like head of your deck. An angel general leading yeah. an army of and, angels. And I agree. Very fitting. Yeah, I don't think... If, if you like Avacyn for that reason... I don't think you should change to be Lyra because just because it's a better commander, I think you should go for the one that makes your heart the happiest. And mm -hmm. if Avacyn's it, you should go for it. But if you're like us who have never built this commander before um, and have no like personal uh, like connection to, then I think going the more like big creature ramp route without going too heavily into angels is probably the the best way to go and maybe like the yeah. funnest way to go. Um, and you can throw an Armageddon in there just to spice things up every once just in a while. Just in case, as a backup. A backup plan, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know. I had a great time. I, I think we, I mean, I think we could definitely, the more we do these, we'll get better. But I think this yeah. is a solid, I mean, it, like you said, this could be a solid deck. Ton of fun. Yeah, I'm tempted to just kind of throw this together for Cockatrice. I don't know if I'd want to put uh, invest into this for real real life, but mm. I'd want to try this in, yeah. in the Cockatrice and see yeah. how things go. Well, Cool. It, obviously, if someone builds this, let us know. We want to know how yes, this please. goes. Yeah, speaking of letting us know about things, um, please comment, if you can, on your uh, preferred podcast service. If not, please leave a star rating or give us a follow or find us on, uh, where else? We're on social media. I'm on social Facebook. Media. <laughs> yeah, forget about that. Uh, but yeah, so we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio. Um, there's some others. If there is a streaming service that we're not on, please let us know and we'll try to get there because we want you to hear our sweet, sweet voice. We want to spread the fun and magic of Magic the Gathering. So Magic of Magic. So thank you so much for joining us on this this fun. This, I really like this experience. This was fun and I hope I you guys enjoyed time. it. Yeah, I, so. I basically do this alone in my own brain. Uh, single day so it was cool yes. to verbalize all of these yes. and i feel like it kind of made me a little bit better at it being able to kind of like bounce things off yeah of so cool yeah this was great i think we'll probably do this again depending on the feedback and as always welcome to the clave welcome everybody. to the clave we'll catch you guys next week have a good one bye